time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello, and welcome to episode 113, Are You Tired? Three Remedies to Regain Energy. In today's episode, I'd like to discuss the difference between being tired and fatigued, the main causes of feeling tired, as well as three practical remedies to restore function. You know, most of us feel brain drained, we feel stressed out, or just plain overdone. And you know, if that's so, we're really not alone. Actually, Research reports that the majority of adult Americans today suffer from stress and tiredness, which may eventually lead to fatigue. You know, the stress-driven body and mind is really the main reason we find ourselves in a state of chronic tire or exhaustion. And more than 80% of doctor's visits are a result of living under stress. You know, our current climate feeds this loop because of the fast pace, as well as, you know, all the technology that we're trying to navigate daily. Most people really have lost touch with their center of balance, where they remain, you know, where they would be, as I always say, remain calm. That means where we can live with that calm energy. You know, living in a calm state doesn't mean that we're lethargic necessarily. It actually is quite the opposite. When we live in a calm, clear state, we experience little to no tension, our physical, emotional, and mental states are balanced, and we're relaxed. You know, with that, we experience sustained energy that allows, you know, for us to have optimism, confidence, and endurance necessary to enjoy success, love, and happiness. You know, once we define the cause of our tension and the stress, we can restore balance to root up the underlying causes of the general stress-related tiredness that many Americans suffer today. That's a little bit different from fatigue, where fatigue is more a deeper, a much deeper level of being tired. And it also goes into more medical concerns. And if you want to hear more about that, I could always do a podcast just on fatigue. So let's move and just see what causes us to get tired. Well, we have to determine the cause, right? So the first step is correcting our tiredness or when we correct our tiredness or any health matter for that matter is we really have to determine what's the cause and then root it up. You have to ask yourself if your tiredness is caused by physical, mental, or emotional factors and or, you know, is it caused by, in in addition, overuse, misuse, and lack of use, and I'll get into them in a minute. You know, once you know which behavior is causing the tiredness, then you can stop the behavior. You know, we become familiar with our stress point and our own level of comfort. So the solution to the problem of tiredness is found in one sentence, the proper use of our mind, body, and emotional complex. And I'd like to even add into there our breath, that whole complex together. If we analyze tiredness from a basic mechanical perspective, we can say that we become tired when we don't pay attention to the energy of, again, our body, breath, and mind. And let's take a look at then how we use this energy or our own energy that we have. The first one we look at is, are we overusing our energy? You know, we have so much innate energy, and of course, 
that which is also acquired from what we eat and how we do our breathing and our meditation, etc. But we could also overuse it. You know, if you can't sit still, you're always, you know, you're always working or moving and you're always going, you're always going to be draining that reservoir. You know, when there's no time for being still and alone, we deplete our energy reserves. From a practical perspective, you're spending more than you're taking in by way of energy. You know, if we're working 24-7 and have not allowed the downtime to rest and replenish, then we're going to have a drained reservoir and we're going to feel tired. You know, even though our lives are not stressful necessarily mentally, we're still on the run and we come home late and many of us just literally drop into bed. So we toss around for a while, uh, you know, while on the computer and the TV going. I've heard somebody say that just recently to me. You know, you simply drain your energy and vitality and that leads to tiredness. So the overusing of our energy results in a depletion. And over time, that'll lead to fatigue, which is a deeper problem, as I mentioned in the beginning. So we have overuse of your energy. So is that what's causing you to be tired? Or how about misuse of your energy? That's the second point here. You know, when we're going against our capacity and nature and not recognizing the impact it'll have on our physical, emotional, and mental well-being. You know, especially like an example is if you're a real sincere person, when we look at misuse, we can look at it from a physical, emotional, and mental state. You know, if you're doing something that's against your nature and beyond your ability and capacity, you want to be thinking about that. You know, some examples may include you find yourself working in a situation where the values of the company that you're working for are not in line with your thinking and you feel forced to comply to keep your job. That's what I meant by if you're a sincere person, this can really deeply affect you. Or perhaps you're in sales and your job depends on you selling something that doesn't feel right. I've been in that kind of position also. You know, I can relate to this. I had to leave a position because I couldn't convince myself that what I was supposed to be advising, I wasn't in the sales end, but in the advising and the research end, uh, wasn't good for the public. So I couldn't do it. I just could not do it. But many say to themselves, well, just a little while longer, it's not going to hurt for just a little bit and I'll change jobs or retire. But if you're a person with integrity and you find yourself in that situation, you're going to feel the pressure when you're told to lie or cheat or even go against your own thinking. You know, maybe you don't think it's a lie or cheat, but it's just even against your own thinking and your own belief system because it's a misuse of your mental faculties of your mind and it can cause you to feel tired and exhausted. So another example would be if you take a position where you're not physically fit to do it and you find yourself under physical stress because it requires that you're on your feet all day, um, and you might have a medical condition that doesn't warrant, you know, that warrants staying off your feet. Or I know somebody that was actually driving a forklift and, you know, lifting heavy uh, boxes all day long was just, he, he wasn't in a position that he could really do that and really sustain what he needed to do. So he wasn't really at that place where this was a job for him. Or the last uh, example I have under the section of misusing your energy you know, you put yourself in an environment with non-like-minded people and you try to fit in. You know, if people have, and they're not bad or they're not good, you just don't fit in because it's not the same pattern and the same vibration of thinking. All of these can drain your energy. And the third is lack of use. So we have overuse, misuse, and now it's lack of use. You remember, we always say, if you don't use it, you lose it. 
that even lack of use can cause cause tiredness. We all know that if we sit around on a rainy day or a cloudy day, we get sleepy or we don't remove ourselves from the table after eating a big meal. We're just sitting there. We're not using that energy to move forward and to get exercise. You know, that when we get up and do something, that drowsiness tends to subside. Did you ever notice that? You know, it applies not only to the body, but, you know, to the brain and emotions as well. Shutting down and removing ourselves from engaging in life is not healthy. In fact, isolation is one of the key factors in aging and death. And we all know that movement and action keeps us in, mo in, in motion and healthy and alive. You know, when we are stricken with inertia, and I know many people have been there. I've been in that position. I speak from experience. You know, we begin to shut down and not thrive. And, you know, research shows us that exercise keeps us vital and well. And, you know, research even on the brain of children, you know, and I think adults also, that we need to feed the mind new concepts and challenges. You know, the brain, the brain won't grow new pathways if we don't do that. That's that neuroplasticity that we speak about. It's very, very evident in children, adults also, but not the same as a forming brain in a child. And as I said, it's especially true in children who are not raised in enriched environments. We see it. And we could also see this in the animal world. You know, kenneled animals, dogs that are kenneled, don't have the same social expanded intelligence that dogs that are not kenneled. And, you know, there's between an eight and a 16 week mark. If they're not pulled out of that kennel and socialized correctly, there's all sorts of behavioral problems and health problems, uh, mental health problems down the road, maybe even physical. I'm not quite sure about that. So it's very important that we use the apparatus that we have, namely our brain and also our body. You know, so we've looked at overuse, misuse, and no use at all. And the key here is to bring ourselves into a lifestyle of balance, not too much and not too little. By maintaining the middle of the road, we can actually sustain our energy and vitality. So you've heard me always say, let's find out the cause. And we just had those three, right? Is the cause overuse, misuse, or no use at all? Now, what I've talked about before in our resilience training, we need to restore function. So now we, we've rooted up, we see the problem, we're going to remove it, but now we have to restore function. You know, how are we going to do that? You know, there are many aspects of being tired, mental, emotional, or physically tired, for example. And one of the major causes is lack of what we call fire, Agni in Sanskrit. And this is the essence that keeps us energetic and vital, our fire. Our, let's just be very literal here because there may be new people on in the community with that fire. We'll just look at our digestive fire. When we digest our food, there's a lot of heat from the enzymes that exist in our gut. And that helps to transform the nutrients or the food, the, the physical food into break it down into nutrients. That's fire. That's Agni. That happens on a physical level as well as an emotional, as well as a mental level. So when our fire is low, we suffer from tiredness among other conditions. And what happens is we get a buildup of impurities and toxins, and they call this AMA for those that study Ayurveda out there. And that's caused by improperly digested food. And when we're talking about physical food or food by way of our thinking, I'm talking both ways. If we have an experience that we don't digest, we create a blockage there. 
So we always have to take into account our mind field by way of thought relationships and associations also, because ama, this undigested stuff, is the major cause of our tiredness. And when we know this, we can rekindle our fire and literally burn off the ama and your system will be operating again in full potential. And the question is, how do we do this? So there's three practical lifestyle solutions that I would like to uh, talk about. And one is to change your diet. Of course, that has to be the first because there are diet culprits that decrease our digestive capacity and they are leftover foods. And I don't mean just one day when you have fresh foods left over. I'm just talking about chronic leftover all the time, especially in meat products. They can be very uh, toxic building. Fast foods, foods grown with chemical fertilizers or sprayed with pesticides, packaged, canned, uh, I don't want to put frozen in here, but it just depends how it's frozen and processed foods. Now, that's we want to stay away from those kinds of things on a regular basis I'm talking about here. Then we want to use herbs and spices that will stoke the fire of the body. In other words, support our digestion. And so before you get, oh, what are the herbs and where are we going with spices and all of that, you could start by just cutting back on if you're drinking more than a cup of coffee a day, Coca-Cola or any colas or any uh, soft drinks, caffeinated teas, you could just cut back. You could have one cup of tea in the morning instead of five cups to stay awake. I'm talking extremes here. Maybe some pills and potions that you might not necessarily need and allow your body to reestablish a natural rest and activity cycle. And some herbs and spices, because I know some of you are going to write in about that, are anything that kindles or agni, any kind of uh, like a long pepper, uh, ginger, they're very good for those kinds of things uh, in moderation. So we do need to change our diet. We need to look at it. And if anybody needs help on that, I'm always available. But we really need to look at what we're doing in our diet, because what's good for one is not necessarily good for another. Then we need to relax and recover. You know, schedule enough rest each day. The human nervous system and body are not designed for constant diet of tension, pressure, speed, and excitement. We must have adequate rest to permit natural regeneration and recuperation and to experience that natural energy of joy. You know, your brain, when we rest, our brain actually detoxes itself. So you have to relax and let yourself recover. And then the last I have here as another solution is meditation. Of course, we have to train the energy of your mind. You hear me say it all the time with meditation because the energy of your mind is the essence of life. So meditation will help you chart that inner dimension of who you are and cut down on the unwanted mind chatter you know, that occurs. You'll be able to digest those experiences a lot better because you won't perceive things the same way when you get involved with meditation. You know, we learn to eat better, we make informed choices, and we live with more joy. And that's not to say that we don't experience some misfortune. Misfortune does happen, but we don't let it drain our energy. So the three practical lifestyle solutions that I summed up in this uh, episode was to change your diet, relax and recover, and meditate. So the way I would suggest is everyone create a one habit at a time. You've heard me also say that in all the book, even in Feeling Good Matters and any of the books that I've done or courses, create a habit. Habits are essential because that's all we are is a summary of our habits. 
and we want to do it with a schedule. So don't expect to get results if you have a diff if you don't have a new habit to uh, to really work with. If you want to clean up your eating, do the same thing daily at the same time and see what that habit does for you. So change it, you can create a new habit of eating. If you want to meditate, make a commitment to sit the same time every day. Depending on if you're mentally fatigued, you know, for mental tiredness, you might want to work with some things. Let me give you some ideas here. Say if you're just mentally tired, go to bed early, avoid mental work right before going to bed. You know, if you're tired from emotional tiredness, from misuse of your emotions, meaning that you might get overly irritated or angry and you find yourself getting edgy, Try a daily routine that's more systematic. It's very important that you have your meals on time, trying never to skip meals. If you're physically feeling tired, then you, uh, you know, that's from running around all day and really overworking physically, try to include some herbs and spices that will increase your digestive fire and, you know, help you detox mildly, as well as build up some stamina, rejuvenate you. So we have, you know, different ways we can apply our practical, you know, our practical uh, situation. Then our takeaway I would say for today is easier to create a new habit than to change an old one. And create that intention, set a time scale and stick to it for 10 days at a time. I'd like to say 40 days, but I'm finding 10 day increments are much easier for people to work with. And you can build the confidence to make more changes than over time. And as I always say, do your research. Research is the key and you do your research on yourself. And that ends this episode for this week. And if you know somebody that may need to know about this topic and how to empower themselves and really get on the path or even interested in yoga, please share the knowledge. And that's how we help serve humanity. Even in the smallest way becomes the biggest way. You could send a link to someone that you think would benefit from the podcast. And we do know that the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week and it's available on SusanTaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. And join me for Behind the Scenes. Some of you have been doing that and writing in and I'm very happy to get the comments and feedback where we have the commentary, the Q&As, and the episodes on YouTube now. And I'm doing that with George. And visit SusanTaylor.org for more information or contact us with any questions, comments, or feedback. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.